Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Personal Growth Fridays. Um, this year is going quite scarily quick isn't it? I, I seem to have blinked and the next minute we're, it's almost Christmas. I mean there are many positives though to the fact that it's almost Christmas. Mince pies are back. Um, girls have released their Christmas bun which if you know me in any way shape or form is literally the highlight of my year. But it got me thinking, which I feel like I say at the start of every single podcast, about how important balance is. In the next month or two, we're going to really overindulge. We're going to eat too much crap, chocolate, you know, sweets. You know, we're going to drink probably way too much alcohol um, because we've got Christmas parties with work, with friends. It's just, it's an exciting time of year. Like Christmas markets are back and you know, those ridiculously tasty crepes with like the Nutella and stuff, they should be illegal. Like they are ridiculously good. So how do we balance this all out and stop ourselves from getting really fat and you know, spotty and, and just not what you want to be? Which made me look back and obviously uh, it's been a few months since we had this chat, but we spoke to Tom Trotter. Um, He's obviously a massive fitness guru. He's an online coach. He he done absolute wonders for me. Um, and he's got this incredible mindset about how important all balance is and things. And he's a key example of where balance is important. On Saturday night, he'll sink easy a bottle of gin. Like the, for someone quite a skinny guy, he can really tuck it away. Um, but then on a Sunday morning, he'll go for a run. Now I know myself. I was very guilty of you know the Saturday night overindulging. Then on the Sunday, overindulging even more on dominoes and literally not moving from bed, which I, I still do from time to time, if I'm being honest. But it made me think about how important exercise is. Not just, you know, for the health and the fit, like the, you know, the keeping lean and not just becoming fat and things like that. But most importantly, about how it affects your mindset. I noticed that since working from home, one of the best things that's kind of happened for me since working from home is, is the fact that I can sneak in a little gym session at lunch. Obviously, when you're in the office, you, you get in there, start of, you know, crack of dawn, you leave, what, like six-ish sort of thing. And when you're in the office all the time, it's very hard to kind of keep going because you don't really have that break. I know you have the lunch break and you you, you go to Pret or whatever you do, you know, and you, you buy some overpriced lunch but you don't actually properly get that kind of reset button. Now, since working from home, even if it's just a little half an hour, I try as much as possible each day to fit some form of exercise midway through the day. Two reasons. One, it, it makes me feel a lot fresher when I get back over that bit of fresh air, you know, kind of new mindset, had a bit of sunlight if we're lucky enough. But the most important part for me is that not only does it give me that reset, but it also gives me a chance to get away from things. Now, I run a self-coaching workshop, and one of the biggest things I always recommend to people when they're coaching themselves is simply put, just sit somewhere different. We sit in the same spot, whether we're in the office and we're staring at our computer, or we're at home and we're at our home office, you know, where we've got like a, a desk set up in the bedroom. Wherever it may be, we probably sit in that same location every single time we have these conversations. When we're working, whatever we're doing for work, we sit in the same spot. Which is why, and even when I do these podcasts, I sit in a different location. Because for me, I, I find it almost impossible to completely switch off from work when I'm sat here. I might be a bit of a loser, if that's the case, but, um, but I just can't. 
if I know that I'm in this spot, I, I find it impossible to not want to check emails, to not want to check my phone or anything like that. So what I do when I'm doing a podcast, when I'm coaching, when I'm doing anything like that, I simply put, just sit in a different spot. And at first, I, you know, when I say this, everyone's like, oh, he's fully lost the plot. Um, I promise you I haven't. Give it a go. When you're doing something different, don't do it all in the same location because it's really hard to then switch off. A good example of this, when you're in the office and you're having your lunch break, if you sit at your desk when you're at your lunch, how often, if you're honest, do you have your computer on in the background? And even if you're not actively, you know, typing up emails or anything like that, it's still there, it's still just ticking away. Which is, when you think about it, like, practically, it's just ridiculous. The whole point of a lunch break is that you get away from it all. Which is why I always stress about using exercise as a good escape tool. Now, I'm not saying you need to go and deadlift 300 kilograms and, you know, become this absolute monster. There's something called NEAT, NEAT exercise, NEAT energy expenditure. Which is all the little things that people don't really class as exercise, but they actually end up being most of the calories that we burn. Um, little things like walking, um, going, you know, standing up at times instead of just sitting down all the time, um, taking stairs instead of escalators. It's all these little things that really tally up throughout the day. I saw a, a chart once where it's like the calories you burn in the gym is about 15 to 20% of your daily total, but then the grand total is pretty much all made up from your natural energy expenditure. So how do we get these up? Because let's be real, you know, unless you work in a really kind of active job like a waiter or a builder or something like that, nine times out of 10, we probably spend about eight hours sat in our asses. And then after the day, we want to sit on our asses and watch TV, which is fine. That's how we relax, that's how we detox from everything. But then it often means that we do absolutely fuck all steps. We don't move, unfortunately. Like we, we walk to the kitchen, so you know, we walk to the office, whatever it may be. All these little things, yeah, they do add up. But how do we get this naturally higher? Now, I introduced an idea to my team a, a good while ago. It's not, it's not something that's instantly caught on, I'll be honest. Um, but it's the idea of having walking meetings. Each week, um, we have our huddle which is basically, it's a good chance where we can, you know, we, we kind of catch up about what we've got planned for the day and all these different things. Now, these huddles are fantastic, but again, it means it's another half an hour where we're just sat down, which is why we leave the option at Jiminy. You can have a walking huddle if you like. Often, I will, instead of having the meeting on my phone, I will actually, and sorry, instead of having the meeting on my laptop, I'll load up the meeting on my phone and I'll go for a walk, even if it's only half an hour. Um, a, it's at the start of the day, so what a fucking fantastic way to start a day and just that little bit of fresh air and excitement. But I'm also ticking off what I need to do. I'm still doing a huddle. I'm still doing my meetings. So I'm really getting everything done that I want to and I need to. So one that's one little tip is to add that little walking huddle you know it does have to be a huddle <laughs> it's a bit of a cheesy name very startup culture isn't it but if you have that kind of half an hour catch up or a debrief or whatever it may be try just doing it whilst walking and promote exercise get your team walking as well if you're a team lead get everyone else walking 
Because I promise you, the after effects of that kind of natural high of endorphins and things like that means not only have you ticked off for what you wanted to that morning, to so that meeting, but also the next few meetings that you're going into, you're going in with a fucking buzz. You know, we could all sit there and send out coffee vouchers and get everyone buzzed on caffeine. <laughs> That's one option. Pretty expensive option, though, to keep doing that. So instead, why don't give it give it a try as having a walk? My second option is exactly what I do, which is every lunchtime try and have a little stroll. I'm not saying you've got to walk miles. I'm not saying you've got to do Snowden or anything like that. I'm talking literally have a little bit of a walk, 15, 20 minutes go up the high road or something or you know just go around the block just get yourself moving a little bit because not only is that going to get your body moving you know and get your your brain refreshed and things like that it's also going to get you changed you lazy bastards because let's be honest all of us working from home are probably in our joggers or you know some of us maybe even our boxers like we're probably not really dressing up bottom half at least top half yep shirts bottom half you know it's a free-for-all so it will get you changed which again is helping your mindset making sure you understand that you know you, you do you, you have got to be a human at some point you can't just you know burrow away in your room go out there get that fresh air have that exercise there's a lot of benefits as i said about kind of the, the health and the body then linking back to kind of what i said earlier on christmas is coming up and it's a fucking season for overindulging and it's, and it's amazing we eat too much, we drink too much, it's, it's literally my favourite time of the year, but it's, it's, it's incredible. So if you sneak in that little walk at lunch, all of a sudden you can have that extra beer after work. If you, you know, perhaps go to the gym in the morning before the day's even started, all of a sudden that afternoon mince pie doesn't seem so bad. Forget the whole staying lean, forget the whole things like that. You know, often we want to feel like we've earned things, we don't just want to feel like a slob and, oh god, I feel so bloated and crap. Make the room in the first place and then fill it up with whatever you want. The only reason I'm going to the gym in the next two months is so that I can consume as many mince pies as humanly possible in a short period of time. Now, I've said about this because obviously with Christmas it's about making allowances. Which is why I'm actually going to slightly contradict some of the things I've said and especially when it comes to you know quite a lot, lot of the entrepreneurs and people like this say especially on instagram they really piss me off um don't be so hard on yourself this year it has been a fucking shite year um we've had tons of hurdles last two years have we've had every single hurdle in our way a global pandemic multiple lockdowns everything that we normally enjoy is our pleasures now getaways were shut whether that's a pub, restaurant, cinema, it was all closed. Um, the exercise that we normally do and we enjoy doing, football, rugby, whatever it may be, they were gone. You couldn't see your mates as much. You couldn't see family members. It was really, really shit. You know, and we could sit there and be like, oh, no, well, there are positives come a bit. Of course there are. But overall, I think if we're honest, if we, <laughs> if we could go back and not do it, I'm pretty sure we all would. So... Two things I've got from these lockdowns. One, don't be so hard on yourself now that you're out of it. If you're dipping your savings a tiny bit to go to that extra Christmas lunch that you want to go do, do it. You've had a shite two years and you've probably saved a few quid while we've been stuck indoors. So don't be afraid in the next month or two just to treat yourself a little bit. Don't be worried about 
putting on a couple of pounds in the next two months. As I say, we've been stuck indoors. We haven't been able to do anything. We've had a really crap time. We haven't been able to socialise and relax and free our minds and stuff like that. And now you can to fucking enjoy it. How often do we get to just properly tune out and relax? And the next two months, that's what life is all about. We can start again in January, start that diet, we can start that exercise, whatever we want to do. But, you know, enjoy yourself the next two months. Which then made me think, right, because obviously that could, you could say it for everything, couldn't you? You could be, oh, she's my birthday month this month, and then it's, uh, you know, it's my anniversary this month. You could always make excuses about kind of why you should overindulge and things like that, which is probably the, the biggest challenge that I see people face. So I've got two bits of advice on on how to change your mindset about achieving things. One is you don't actually need to reach your dream goal in the next year. It's okay to fuck up in the next year. It's okay to make a mistake. You will have more years. There will be time. This is not the end of the world. I see um, all these people online who are like always like, oh no, business, business, entrepreneur, entrepreneur. Oh, LinkedIn, Instagram, they're fucking, they're everywhere now. People telling you that by the time they were 22, they were working 70 hours a week and grinding away and now they're millionaires because of it. Well, good for fucking you. 90% of people work because they want to enjoy themselves afterwards. I know that's what I do. I work and I do everything like that because on the weekend, I love spending time with mates and I want to be able to go for nice lunches and dinners and go for drinks at places and go travel the world. I want to do all that. That's the main reason why I work. Not because I want to be some fucking super entrepreneur hotshot. Obviously, if I can earn more money, by all means, I'm not going to say no. But just be realistic with it. It's okay not to, you know, everyone's got these dream salaries. I want to be on six figures and things like that. Of course, I'd, I'd love to be on that. But don't beat yourself up on it if you're not right now and if you're not in the next year. As I say, we, we've had a really wonky two years. Spend the next year or two stabilising yourself and just enjoying yourself a little bit. You've got decades to work on your career. And you're going to fuck up at points and you're going to make mistakes and you're going to have bits of luck at points. You're going to have things go right. That's the way life is. So don't stress about not reaching your goal by the time you're 21 or 22. I have bounced around. I think I've had a few different careers. Um, and, I've, you know, my dad's a prime example. He's done almost every job under the sun. He's not too worried but because he understands that, you know, it, things don't happen overnight. If they do, you're very lucky. That's the truth. You know, you can work hard and you can do everything like that. Obviously, if you've earned it, flaunt it by all means. The truth is, with a lot of us, we probably get a bit lucky and find something that actually we don't mind. I have. I've joined like a customer success. I've joined Jiminy. These are companies that I actually quite enjoy what I do now. I didn't plan on being this. I didn't even know customer success even existed about like four years ago. So give up on the whole idea of trying to achieve this perfection. Because as I say the other week, perfect doesn't exist. Perfect is a load of bollocks that we tell ourselves to try and motivate ourselves and keep ourselves going. So how do you keep yourselves going then if, we, if we're not achieving this perfect or we're not aiming for things like this? Now, everyone always asks the age-old question, where do you see yourself in five years' time? I've got no fucking idea where I would see myself in five years' time. 
if someone had said to me five years ago, yeah, by the way, when you're when you're 25, you're going to be talking to people about self-coaching. You have a podcast all about personal growth. I would have burst out laughing and said, fuck off, mate. That is, that's not me. Yeah, what was I doing five years? I was at uni five years ago playing rugby and, you know, drinking too much like, like everyone does. I would never, ever have said I would have been in this career. I was a typical, you know, rugby lad, raw, you know, like this, get drunk and do stupid shit you know that was all I focused on so if someone had said I was going to be talking about like mental health and personal growth I would have laughed so why do we every single time think oh well I need to set this big long-term goal the truth is the goal's got to change things got to happen in life that affect it for example the lockdowns obviously that's fucked everyone's plans there's you know it's, there's no hiding it it has completely screwed everyone's plans up you know people went traveling wanted to get married my brother's wedding has been postponed i think four times now like you know like it it's things that we can't help so the problem is with then aiming at these long-term goals is when we don't achieve them then we think oh fuck i've failed and then we beat ourselves up and we're like oh god you know like i haven't done what i wanted to do and what i wanted to achieve so instead of focusing long term, here's the most obvious solution on earth, but no one seems to think for some reason, focus short term. And I'm talking short, short. Look in the next day. Look in the week. Don't go too much further than that. What I've started doing, and I started a good few years ago, is I set myself three goals for each day. I do it in the morning, you know, first cup of coffee, kind of semi-waking up, not really switched on for the day. Um, I set myself my three goals. I try and do one work, one health-wise, and then one is like whatever I want to do. And having these three goals, and none of these are like, you know, I want to make $10 million this day. They're all realistic things. They're all little things, like, you know, I, I want to go to the gym at lunch. I want to, you know, I want to uh, get, I want to respond back to all of my emails and clear my inbox by the day. Again, achievable. And then the one that's kind of like a bit of a free-for-all, you can have it as a bit of fun one as well. Uh, I want to eat two mince pies today. You know, like, this make them small achievable goals that are a bit of, you know, that's something you enjoy. Because what's going to happen is two things. One, we're going to achieve these goals and we're going to feel fucking great about ourselves. And when was the last time you want to see feel fucking great about yourself? So we're going to tick these off and think, oh, done it. I've achieved my, my goals today. Go to bed, sleeping easy, knowing I've done what I wanted to do. And my favourite part about small goals, they all add up and tally up into the big goal. Without even thinking about a year or two's time, all these little weeks and these two weeks that we're doing all tally up if you say to yourself each day and you'll say you say yourself at the start of the week i want to go to the gym four times this week and i want to go on a walk every day all we're focusing on is the next day right yep yeah, yeah i am gymming today and i'm going on a walk perfect next day right i'm not going to the gym today but i'm going to go on a bit maybe a bit of a longer walk and then all of a sudden before we know it we're a year later and if you look at a picture of yourself a year ago and now i bet you've toned up I bet your mindset is a lot stronger. I bet you're physically in a much healthier place. And I bet you've managed to enjoy yourself whilst doing it because you're not stressing about the constant long-term goals. So focus small. How do you eat an elephant? If you were going to eat an elephant, how would you do it? You do it one fucking fork at a time. 
you wouldn't, you know, you could look at the whole thing and think, oh, this is too much, I'm never going to be able to finish this. Or you can have one fork, one fork, one fork, one fork, and keep going. So I know I've kind of tangented off in all different areas today, but the key things that I really want to take away is the effect that exercise has and how it doesn't have to be this heavy gym session. It can just be like a little neat, you know, a little walk here and there. The effects it has and how, you know, Christmas is coming up. So let's enjoy it all. Let's treat ourselves. Let's go a bit crazy because last year's Christmas was utter, you know, it just weren't what we wanted. So treat yourself this Christmas. Balance it out with a little bit of exercise. And set yourself these small goals day by day. Don't beat yourself up in the next two months. Enjoy each day and have fun. Right, thank you very much. You've been stuck with little old me today. Um, as always, a pleasure to speak to you all. Um, and let me know what your PGF this week is.